Welcome to Rema Faith Radio. It's faith that gives action to the power of God. It's faith that puts it to work. It's faith that uses it. And how does faith work? Mark 11, 24 says, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Welcome to Rema Faith Radio. Right now, here's Reverend Talks with today's message. Good day once again. Welcome to our broadcast. And um, we've been teaching on a series of seven most important things about divine healing. So um, I'm just going to continue along that lane today. Seven most important things about divine healing. Let's start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for once again another opportunity to study your word. Thank you because the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. I ask that you flood our spirits with light, with revelation, with illumination about your word concerning healing and health. Thank you because we are not just hearers of the word alone, but we are doers of the same. And as a result, we are full recipients of your blessings. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're looking at seven most important things about divine healing. And um, we've already mentioned five out of the seven of them. And I'll just do a brief recap. We said in the very first episode in this series that healing is always God's will for the sick because it is in his redemptive plan. Healing is always God's will for the sick because it is in his redemptive plan. We said this, that faith begins where the will of God is known. And the word of God is the will of God. And God's word lets us know that Jesus died not only for our sins, but he also died for our diseases. And that it's just as easy to get healed as it is to get saved or as it is to receive forgiveness of sins as a believer. So healing is always God's will for the sick because it is in his redemptive plan. In Isaiah 53 verses 4 and 5, the Bible says, surely he has borne our griefs, literal Hebrew sicknesses or diseases, and carried our sorrows, literal Hebrew pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So healing already belongs to us. It was purchased for us through the substitutionary sacrifice of Christ. We also saw from Matthew 8, 17, where it says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. And then 1 Peter 2, 24, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins shall live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. So it's ours. It belongs to us. It's a part of the substitutionary sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a part of the great work of redemption, which the Father planned and sent the Lord Jesus to consummate. Amen. So that was our first point. Then the second point, we said healing is always God's will for the sick because sickness and disease come from the devil. Healing is always God's will for the sick 
Because sickness and disease come from the devil. See, God can't make you sick, can't make anybody sick. Why? God doesn't have sickness. He doesn't use sickness to teach us. Sickness and disease come from the devil. In Acts chapter 10 verse 38, the Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So all that were sick, they were oppressed of the devil. And who healed them? Jesus healed them. Amen. So the devil hasn't changed since, neither has God. The devil is still the one afflicting people today. And Jesus is still the one who is delivering the captives, setting them free, who's healing the sick. Sickness and disease come from the devil. John 10.10, 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I'm come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Uh, the thief is the devil, is the one who steals, who kills, who destroys. Then we also saw in Luke 13, 16, where the Bible says, And not, not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound low these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. So it's Satan who binds people. It's Satan who afflicts people with sickness and disease. And 1 John 3, 8, the Son of God was made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. So we said, number one, healing is always God's will for the sick because uh, it's a part of his great plan of redemption. It's in the redemptive plan. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, Matthew 17, and 1 Peter 2, 24. Secondly, healing is always God's will for the sick because sickness and disease come from the devil. Acts 10, 38, Luke 13, 16, John 10, 10, 1 John 3, 8. Then thirdly, we said this, that God not only provided healing under the Old Covenant in the Old Testament, but he has also provided healing under the New Covenant in the New Testament. We saw from Exodus 15, 26, Exodus 23, 25 and 26, Deuteronomy 7, 13 to 15, then um, Galatians 3, 13, Deuteronomy 28, 61, and then we saw the scriptures like James 5, 14 and 15, Mark 16, 15 to 20. God not only provided healing under the old covenant, but he has also provided healing under the new covenant. That was our third point. Then the fourth point we made is that God has provided various methods whereby healing can be obtained. God has provided various methods whereby healing can be obtained. And we went ahead to look at some of those key methods. We talked about the place of just acting on God's word. 1 Peter 2.24, we talked about the place of um, demanding our healing in the name of Jesus, based on John 14.13 and 14. Then we talked about prayer, John 16.23 and 24. Then um, we went ahead to look at uh, the prayer of agreement, Matthew 18, 19. And then we also talked about anointing the secret oil, James 5, 14 and 15. Then we talked about the laying on of hands, Mark 16, 17 and 18. 
And finally, we talked about manifestations of the Spirit, commonly referred to as gifts of the Spirit. So all these are various methods whereby healing can be obtained. And that was the fourth thing we talked about, various methods. And we went at to look at, went ahead to look at seven of them. Then the uh, fifth session, which was our last uh, two sessions, uh, fifth point we made, we talked about the fact that God sometimes initiates healing through gifts of the Spirit. But man can also initiate his own healing by faith, by his own faith. So we looked at that too. Uh, we saw an example in John chapter 5 from verse 1 to 9, how it was God that initiated healing in the case of the pool of Bethesda where the angel would come and trouble the water. And then that man that God healed also, how Jesus ministered to him through gifts of the Spirit. We contrasted that with the woman with the issue of blood, seen in Mark 5, 25 to 34. Now, that woman wasn't healed because God initiated her healing. She initiated it on her own. How? By her own faith. She said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. So we looked at that. That was our fifth point. Uh, the fact that God sometimes initiates healing through gifts of the Spirit, but man can also initiate healing by his own faith. So today we're talking about the sixth of these seven most important things about divine healing. And what's the, our sixth point? It's this, the sixth point. We're not going to finish this sixth point today. We're going to conclude it in the next episode. But I'll get it started off now. And it's this. Healing is not always instant. It can sometimes be gradual. Let me say that again. Healing is not always instant. Sometimes it is gradual. So it's important we understand this. Yes, a person can be healed instantly and all the uh, symptoms are gone, the disease is gone, and the person is made whole, whole instantly. But not all the time. Sometimes it's a gradual recovery. As we see in John chapter 4, John chapter 4, from verse 46 through to 54. John chapter 4, from 46 to 54. The Bible says, So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus, uh, then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. The nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down, ere my child die. Verse 50, Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. Verse 51 says, And as he was now down, as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. The hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. 
So the father knew that it was at the same hour in the which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed, and his house. Verse 54. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea into Galilee. Now, we notice that this is called a miracle. This again is the second miracle. It's called a miracle. But it wasn't instantaneous. This man, uh, who came on behalf of his son who was sick, came in faith. Initially, he wanted, he was seeking a, a, a sign, something to happen miraculously. But Jesus moved him into faith. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him. Jesus told him, go thy way, thy son liveth. But then we see in verse 52, the Bible says, Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. So sometimes people begin to amend. They begin to get better. The symptoms begin to abate. And they will begin to feel better. And it's not always instantaneous. Many times it's gradual. Now John G. Lake said this. He said, Many of our instantaneous healings are a curse to us. Wow, what did John Lake mean by that? So many times people come seeking healing from God and they're healed instantly. But many of these ones also, after their healing, some of them, they just forget about God. They just forget about continuing to believe God and to walk with God. And at the end of the day, the blessing that they received ends up being almost like a curse to them. Because then they are not taught to continue to walk in faith. They are not taught to continue to believe God. In the case of this man, this noble man who came on behalf of his son, we see that the man believed what Jesus said to him and he went his way. And his son began to get better. His son began to amend. So he not only got a blessing, he also learned a lesson. There was something of eternal value that was walked in him. He learned the importance of staying in faith of continuing to believe God. Now, this was the first miracle that happened, miracle of healing that happened under the ministry of Jesus. I remember that Jesus had the Holy Ghost without measure. And if he had the Holy Ghost without measure, and even then, this uh, man's son was healed gradually, that tells us a whole lot. That tells us a whole lot. So, we all will like it if it's instantaneous. But listen, whether your healing is instantaneous or is not, just keep the switch of faith turned on and continue to believe God. And what's going to happen? You're going to see the full manifestation of your healing. So healing can be instant or it can also be gradual. It can also be gradual. Praise God. Now, another example of a gradual healing we see in Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. We see here about the ten lepers. The ten lepers. I'll start reading from verse 11. Luke 17 from verse 11. It says, And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, they met him, a certain man, uh, they met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. 
And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go thy way, or go show yourself unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. You notice Jesus told them, Go show yourself to the priest. Now, by the time Jesus said that to them, they still were sick. They still were leprous. They turned around and began to go. They still were leprous. But the Bible says that it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. So their healing was gradual. As they went, as they acted on the word of God, as they continued to follow the instruction that Jesus had given them, it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Verse 15 says, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down at his feet and giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God. So certainly we see from here, we ought to be, show gratitude. We, wanna, we ought to give God thanks. We ought to be grateful to him for whatever he does for us. However, another major lesson we see in this account, Luke 17, 14, is that it says, And when he saw them, he said unto them, Show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, they were cleansed. So this was gradual. Their healing began. But it was consummated as they went. As they went, they were cleansed. You know, yes, are there instantaneous healings? There are. We see them in the Bible. The woman with the issue of blood, the Bible says straightway, immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And there are several others too that their healings were instantaneous. But don't let the devil rob you of your healing by telling you that, look, you're not healed. Do you feel better? Do you see you are better? It didn't work. Don't do that. Don't do that. Stay in faith. Keep the switch of faith turned on. Continue to believe that you receive your healing. Continue to believe that you receive it. In Mark eleven twenty four, Jesus said, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. So what are we to do when we pray? We are to believe that we receive the things that we desire. Now, when do we believe that we receive the things we desire? When we pray, before we have it, before we see it manifested in this sense realm where we live, before that ever happens, we are to believe that we receive. And the moment we pray is the moment we release our faith. That's the moment we're to start believing that we receive. Now, when is the having going to come? The having is going to come after the believing. The believing comes first, and then the having follows. Praise God. So that's the principle of faith. You have to believe that you receive when you pray. And when are you going to have it? After you believe that you receive. How long is it going to take between the time you start believing that you receive and the time you have your answer in manifestation? I don't know. I don't know. But I do know this.
Stay in faith. Continue to believe that you receive. Continue to believe that you receive. What's going to happen? Jesus said, and ye shall have them. See, that's the most affirmative you can get in the English language. To use the word will or shall. Jesus said, when you believe that you receive, I will see to it that you have it. So we're to keep the switch of faith turned on. We're to continue to believe God. We're to continue to believe his word. Amen. The nobleman, his son, the healing took place gradually. The ten lepers, as they went, they were cleansed. So it's possible that as you continue to act on God's word, Jesus was the one who told them to go and show themselves to the priest. So as they acted on the word that Jesus gave them, as they went, as they went, they were cleansed. And then one of them, only one of them, returned to give thanks to God. So we see there that healing can be gradual. Healing can be gradual. Actually, healing is by degree based on two conditions. The degree of healing power that's administered and the degree of faith that gives action to that power. So it's our faith that gives action to the power of God. The power of God, the healing anointing, is in earth, is passive until faith is exercised. It's faith that gives action to the power of God. It's faith that puts it to work. It's faith that uses it. And how does faith work? Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. So we are to believe that we receive at the moment we pray, and then we shall have. So the believing comes first, and then the having follows. You've got to believe you've got it. When you don't yet have it, and then you'll get it. You've got to believe the need is met. When it's not yet met, then it will be met. You've got to believe you receive healing for whatever condition it is, and then you will receive healing. So the believing comes first, and then the having follows. We saw that in Luke chapter 17, verse 14. Praise God. Luke 17, 14. The ten lepers were healed as they went. So sometimes it's gradual, but also sometimes it's instantaneous. We've seen people get healed instantly as well. In modern times, under our ministry, we've seen that. But don't forget, it can also sometimes be gradual. Healing can sometimes also be gradual. So what do you do in case you don't have an instant manifestation of healing? You keep the switch of faith turned on. You maintain your confession. I believe that I receive my healing. I believe that I receive my healing. That's what to do. You maintain that confession. You continue to believe it in your heart. And you continue to say it with your mouth. See, the word of God tells us in Hebrews 10, 23. It says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. So you see, the word of God teaches that we are to hold fast our confession of faith. That simply means we are to hold fast. Hold on to it. Hold on to saying the same things. See, why would God tell us to hold fast our confession? Because God knows that sometimes it happens instantly. Sometimes it doesn't. Now, who determines how soon the healing manifests? You see, God is not God. It's each of us. It's each of us. You see, we need to learn 
how to place a demand on the word of God. We need to learn how to insist on our redemptive rights and privileges. We need to learn that. And once we do, we just stay in faith. We stay in faith. We maintain our confession. Hands were laid on me. If, for instance, it was through the method of the laying on of hands that you were ministered to. So you maintain that as a confession. Hands were laid on me. The power of God came on me. It's affecting a healing and a cure in me. God's healing power is working in my body. It's affecting a healing and a cure in me. See, that's how to maintain your confession. So, like I said, healing is not always instant. Sometimes it is gradual. Don't let the devil rob you of the full manifestation of your healing because you didn't get a, an instantaneous manifestation. Instead, what are we to do? Keep the switch of faith turned on. Keep the switch of faith turned on. Keep believing that you receive. Keep confessing that you receive. And what's going to happen? You shall have them. But you see, the believing comes first. And then the having follows. So, if your healing is not fully manifested yet, continue to believe that you receive. Continue to believe in line with God's word. And according to Jesus, Jesus said, and ye shall have them. So the having is going to come. But the believing comes first, and then the having follows. That uh, brings us to an end of today's broadcast. So don't forget what we said. We said healing sometimes is instantaneous, sometimes it's not. But whether you have an instant manifestation of healing or a gradual manifestation of healing, just mix faith with the power of God that's working in your behalf. Keep the switch of faith turned on. Praise the Lord. Well, let me end this with a word of prayer. We're not done with this issue. We're going to continue along these lanes in the next episode. But let's just have a word of prayer to thank him. Heavenly Father, we just thank you because you're a good God. Thank you because of your mercies. Thank you because of your goodness. Thank you because you're our own Father. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. I give you honor. I give you adoration. In Jesus' name. You've been listening to Rema Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Rema Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to RemaNigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 081-01-166836. The number again, 081-01-166836. Kenneth Higgins Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you.